You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So let's talk about All-Star Weekend. Julius Randle is headed to Utah. He was named among the Eastern Conference reserves for the game. But he will not be alongside his point guard for now. Jalen Brunson, who is having a career year for the Knicks, uh, did not make the All-Star game. He was not named among the Eastern Conference reserves. Randall will be joined by Tyrese Halliburton, Bam Adebayo, Joel Embiid, Jalen Brown, DeMar DeRozan, and Drew Holiday. So no Brunson in the East. The West Reserves, of course, were announced as well. John Morant, Shea Gildas-Alexander, DeMontis Sabonis, Lowry Markin, and Jaron Jackson Jr., Damian Lillard, and Paul George were named the West Reserves. Let's start with Jalen Brunson. I will say this. I was very proud of the NBA contingent who seemed to kind of almost unanimously look at him as the the worst Eastern Conference snub. I did not expect that. I expected to hear a lot of James Harden beef, which you are still hearing. Yes. Um, I expected to hear other players mentioned. But right at the top, Charles Barkley and TNT, when they announced it, said, man, Jalen Brunson not making this. I don't know how that didn't happen. And I go on Twitter, and I'm seeing other smart people who I respect in terms of talking about this game. Seeing that Jalen Brunson omission is saying, what what happened there? How, how did he not make it? And I, I I said on the last show, I thought that he would make it. I knew it was going to be a tough task because of just how good the guards are in the East. But I got to be honest. I mean, of all the guys that could have been picked ahead of him, I think Drew Holiday being picked ahead of Jalen Brunson is, is an abomination. And Drew, look, Drew Holiday is a, is a champion. He's one of the best defensive players in the NBA. And... He's a really good player. The Knicks know because he came to the Garden and after shooting miserably for, you know, 40-something minutes, he the last minute he turned into MJ. It was just raining shots from everywhere on the Garden and, and stole a win from the Knicks uh, when the Bucks came last to Madison Square Garden. So we know that Drew Holiday is a very good player. But when you compare their numbers, Brunson has more points. He's shooting a higher percentage. And when you think about his impact on his team compared to Drew Holiday, who has missed more games than Jalen Brunson. Uh, Jalen Brunson played about seven or eight more games than him. And we know how much Giannis is the engine of the Bucs. I just didn't think it was that imperative that the Bucs got two All-Stars. I know the Bucs have a better record than the Knicks, so you say, well, they're a better team, so maybe we should reward the team with more more All-Stars. But Jalen Brunson has played better than Drew Holiday this season. And Jalen Brunson has been more valuable to the Knicks in the wins that they have, in my opinion, that I think Drew Holiday has been for the Bucs and their wins. Drew Holiday is a great player. He's very important to the Bucs. But there have been a lot of games he didn't play. The Bucs won, and they were just fine. When the Knicks, most of the time, they don't play with Brunson, they look terrible. Like, they won last night, but we forget about that terrible Texas swing where they they, they looked awful in those first two games against Dallas where they couldn't close, and then, uh, and, and then the game against San Antonio where they just looked hapless. Like, when Jalen Brunson doesn't play, the Knicks are a totally different team. And we saw what they were last year without Jalen Brunson. So I, I I thought that it was terrible that he didn't make it. I think you make a case that, you know, DeMar, I had DeMar DeRozan on my team. Like I, I list them out. My thing is I can't complain about what the guys are without listing out my own list. So I had DeMar DeRozan on there, but I, I don't think I would have picked DeMar DeRozan over Jalen Brunson. This isn't about who the best players in the NBA are. It is about who are the most deserving players based on individual success and team success. And we look at DeMar DeRozan, how terrible the Bulls have been for most of this season, and what the Knicks have done this season, a team that we suspect, or at least was seen coming into the year, having less talent. I think DeMar DeRozan could have missed missed this All-Star game. I know he's a great player. We know he's king of the fourth. But those two spots 
going ahead of Jalen Brunson didn't feel right to me. And, and I think it's disappointing that he didn't make it. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I especially with those two players. I mean, listen, Drew Holiday's a far better defensive player than Brunson, um, and the Bucks have such a great record. But as you know, Giannis is the engine that drives Milwaukee. Um, who, who, and Giannis has been on a tear. I don't know if you guys um, have, have have kept an eye on it, but uh, over the last five games, Giannis is averaging forty-two point four points on sixty percent shooting, fifty point two <laughs> rebounds, and four assists in thirty-three point four minutes. Um, I had to check those numbers like four times because I didn't believe it's crazy. Um, yeah. and crazy. Best player on the planet. Um, but yes, a, a, as far as uh, I think he did a good job outlining um, the reasons for Brunson. Um, and again, the one and I, I, I never get too wrapped up in the All-Star stuff. Um, I let my guy EJ handle that. Um, the one thing I was surprised about was the lack of importance uh, they seem to put on availability. In other words, Paul yes. George making it over. Um, Anthony Edwards, who's played uh, leads the league in minutes and played every game, and and also De'Aaron Fox, who's been who's been huge yeah. for. Um, again, it's not the best player; it's the player that deserves to be rewarded for the best first half of the 2022-23 season. Um, but yeah, so I, I think EJ obviously did a good job uh, laying out the reasons for Brun Brun uh, Brunson's inclusion. Um, like I said, my I think I predicted it on, on our show Tuesday. Randall would make it on the first row. I think Brunson does get in here either as an injury replacement or one of the uh, compensatory picks. You know, when they when they when they choose the extra two extra players. So I think long story short, I think Brunson will be in Salt Lake City. Um, also weekend i don't know how good that is because i honestly part of me would prefer and, and i think some nick fans would agree that he get four days of rest on a beach somewhere <laughs> yeah. um i don't think it would hurt randall either um but yeah. again those guys have played a, a ton of minutes you know brunson the charges he takes and then the pounding he takes um i wouldn't mind seeing him getting a few days off but um they the, the nba does do a good job of you know days off before the break and then they don't play again to that thursday um so so brunson and it's not like the, the all-star game is taxing in any way but just the travel etc um so yeah. we'll see how that plays out but um for me just you know I, I you know i think we um it's worth taking a few minutes just to and i reflected back on on the newsletter this morning how remarkable the last 12 months for julius randall has been yeah uh, I, I looked at his numbers from January of 2022. So um, obviously last season, he averaged 60 in the month of January, played 14 games, uh, averaged 16, point, uh, 16 points while shooting below 41% from the floor and below 25% from three-point territory. Um, a ton of turnovers. The Knicks at, at this point last year were in the middle of a stretch where they lost 14 out of 17 games to ultimately drop 13 games under 500 by early March. Um, it was a lost season and a lost play, you know, and that doesn't even, and the production doesn't even tell the full story of just how detrimental his, um, Randall's attitude and body language and, and, and barking were, um, and it, so for him to, to, you know, 12 months later to be in the middle of the best season of his career and the Knicks, uh, on the verge of, you know, the six seed, uh, out East, um, you know, a few games over 500, um, it, it really is a testament to, um, you know, what RJ has, has put in over the last year. Um, and I thought a guy who's, you know, obviously RJ is a little bit standoffish with the press. Um, Randall, you mean? Uh, Randall, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, gave some really insightful answers yeah. when asked about what the what the All-Star game meant to him. Um, in particular, he, he recalled the conversation he had with Johnny Bryant. Um, Bryant, Bryant um, the Knicks assistant coach, flew out to see Randall uh, this summer. Randall first acknowledged that he didn't touch a ball for six weeks, almost two months, 
from the season yeah. ended. That's very uncommon um, for star players in the NBA, for any player, really. Um, some guys, you know, take a few weeks off to let their body heal. Um, Randall acknowledged he just the mental aspect, the grind was just too much. He needed to step away and did just that. Um, and he didn't talk about what personal stuff kind of was going on. We, I think we all assumed something was going on in his personal life. Didn't get into that so much. But what he did say about that conversation Johnny Bryan had with him was very interesting. Um, and I'll quote here. Johnny came to me in the beginning of the summer. Um, and I just had, uh, here we go. And we had an honest conversation. It helped me put my ego and pride to the side and adjust my game and look in the mirror and do what was best for the team. Randall explained, Brian asked about the year before and said, if something along the lines of, if quote, if you were your if you were your teammates and saw you acting the way you did, Sometimes with body language, showing frustration, would you want to be your teammate? I said no. So I had to look myself in the mirror and take accountability and get better and learn from it. Um, it's hard to admit when we do things wrong. It's hard to look yeah. in that mirror sometimes. Um, so I want to give credit to Randall for doing just that. Um, does he still show frustration and it, does it boil over teammates? Yes. Did he do it at the end of the third quarter when that yeah. when, he, when he had that turnover with McBride when he's waving him away and then Struz comes down and hit the three? Um, yes. You know, is that type? Is that still very frustrating? Absolutely. He's not a perfect player, as we said a million times, but he's a deserving all-star. Um, and there's some credit for every remarkable bounce back. Um, like I said, I don't can't remember a player or athlete in recent New York sports history that has had the ups and downs and ups and downs that we've seen from Randall. Um, but he's still standing, still comes to play every night, hasn't, you know, um, and uh, he deserves credit. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned the quotes from Johnny Bryant because obviously we are Julius Randall about Johnny Bryant because number one, like you said, Julius deserves a ton of credit because. We know he's a prideful guy, so I, I don't think it's easy for him to take criticism from, you know, people close within the Knicks organization or anybody really about how he was playing. But he was an absolute detriment to the Knicks last season with his play, his body language, his attitude as a leader. It was all just awful. So credit to him for taking that criticism and applying it effectively. I also got to say, when I heard those comments, it really a light bulb kind of went off in my head about the Knicks future with their coaching situation, because I thought it was very interesting to me that Julius Randall's asked a question point blank about just like what changed for you this season. And it was not anything to do with Tom Thibodeau. And we always talk about the relationship between Randall and Tom Thibodeau and Thibodeau always trusting him and that those guys are, are connected to the hip. But the idea that it wasn't Thibodeau, who sat him down and said, hey, you were a nightmare last season. You cannot play that way in order for us to win. It was an assistant coach. You would think assistant coach Johnny Bryan, who um, is a kind of a rising star amongst the assistant coaching rankings. He's had NBA head coaching interviews in the past few years. Assistant coach, though, who has more to lose to stepping to the star player. It wasn't like Randall called him and said, yo, come to the crib. He's like, I'm going to your crib. And he said, hey, we need to sit down and talk about what happened last season. It was him to say, this is why you can't act the way you acted and play the way you played last year in order for us to succeed. And Randall, to see that, I saw that and said, wow, the Knicks head coach for the future is in the building and on the bench. It's just not the guy who's actually standing on the sidelines, drinking the Diet Coke young at the players. It's a guy that's sitting on the bench, usually with a mask on, who's running up and whispering something to Tibbs' ear <laughs> that Tibbs is probably ignoring and then moving forward. 
and it's Johnny Bryant. Like so many of Tom Thibodeau's defenders will point to Julius Randle's success as a player and say, well, he's getting the most out of Randle and you have to give him credit for Randle's progression. Now I know I don't have to do that. So that is not that is not an argument for Tom Thibodeau anymore. There's not an argument for Tom Thibodeau that Julius Randle's success this year is because of Tom Thibodeau's trust in him. Tom Thibodeau getting the best out of him. Tom Thibodeau didn't do a damn thing about what Julius Randle and how he was acting last year. And now I know that there's other people in the Knicks organization who can get the best, most out of these players. So now there's not the question of, well, the Knicks don't have another option at head coach. I thought that this was uh, Johnny Johnny Bryant's stock going way up, way up in my head regarding his future with the New York Knicks. And uh, Thibodeau's stock, which for me was already, you know, bottom line, basically, just cratering. So I'm like, wow, the one thing that I think you usually we can attach to Tom Thibodeau for credit, I can't even do that anymore. It was Johnny Bryan who got Julius Randle get back to his all-star way. So shout out to Julius Randle and a major shout out to Johnny Bryan for having that honest conversation with Julius Randle, letting him know. Because it felt like there are a lot of people who enabled Julius' behavior last year. And was glad that there was somebody, an adult in that coaching staff, in that front office, I was able to say, this cannot continue. And this is why. Yeah, um, you know, Randall did praise, you know, he, he praised the coaching staff and Tibbs and said, you know, the Tibbs trust in him was was important, et cetera. So it wasn't like he threw Tibbs under the bus. But right. um, I, I, I did find that 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 revelation very, very interesting. Um, and, um, you know, we'll see again. We'll see if it can continue. Like, he still needs to do a better job with it. Some, you know, it's just a personality thing. Um uh, that 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 I probably tend to have lend a little more credence to in terms of the success and or failure of a team. Um, I remember, I think it was True Hoop that did a story, maybe like it was over 10, 15 years ago, but it tracked how many times Steve Nash high-fived his teammates. And it was just mm-hmm. the, the, the kind of the thrust, the, the, the thesis was, um, you know, yes, he scores a lot of points and has a lot of assists, but his constant motivation and, say, you know, guys that say, my bad, my bad, um, you know, we'll see Grimes do that on occasion. Um, it'd be nice to see Randall do that a little bit more um but it certainly it points to the progress he's had this season is the is the maturity of the human being i think sometimes we forget these are 26 27 28 year old kids um uh, you know that are still learning how to how to deal with life and you know just kind of figuring all this stuff out as we do so um it's 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 cool to see um that uh, that progression uh, result in in an, a much deserved all-star birth definitely much deserved shout out to julius randall and you know, the fact that this is a signing that a lot of people weren't excited about and you look back on it and now this is a two-time All-Star the Knicks signed in that offseason of disaster where they didn't get KD and Kyrie Irving. Um, you, you know, not a terrible consolation prize. You really can't say that at this point. I mean, Julius Randle has, has been really solid. Um, it's been up and down. It hasn't been necessarily the smoothest ride, but uh, a second All-Star appearance with Julius Randle, a guy who was never an All-Star before he put on a Nick uniform. Definitely uh, a big accomplishment and, and and really great for the Knicks organization. I'd have to look at the numbers, but in terms of total points and assists and rebounds, he probably has more than Kyrie and KD combined or or KD and Kawhi Leonard combined since the day they said, obviously the, the goal was to get KD and, and whoever else he wanted to bring um, in that summer 2019. The consolation prize was Julius Randle just because, oh shit, we got this money. We got to spend it somehow. We get rid of <laughs> yeah. It. Um, you know, here they are. Yeah, exactly. So uh, so here we are, Julius Randle going to his second All-Star game. He will be not alongside his uh, his, his teammate, Jalen Brunson, for now. Let's see. Not yet. Well, yes, not yet. 
but he, he will be with uh, maybe Kevin Durant. Let's see if Kevin Durant actually plays. And supposedly Kyrie Irving, who Kyrie Irving was uh, named an all-star starter last week. 